Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Angie Fryermuth. And I'm Pat McCain. Today's guests are Jeff Krause, Chief of the Natural Resources Management, Keith Kruger, Senior Policy Advisor for Park Ranger Activities, Heather Burke, the National Partnership and Volunteer Program Manager, Pam Doty, National Water Safety Program Manager, Rosanna Brierick, Environmental Stewardship Business Line Manager, Amanda Cruzy, and is a Career Assignment Program Detailee at Headquarters. Thank you all for joining us today. And then for today's episode, we are learning more about natural resources management, but before we get started, we want to know more about our guests. So starting with Jeff, tell us a bit about yourself, how you started your career in the natural resource management, and a bit about your current position. Sure. Thank you for having us, and uh, thank you for letting me bring on some of my team. Some couldn't make it today, but excited to describe the Natural Resource Management Program. I am the Chief of Natural Resource Management. I've been in the position for three years. Prior to that, I was the Environmental Stewardship Business Line Manager, which Roseanne is, and she'll be talking later. I'm in my 28th year uh, with the Corps of Engineers, started out as a Department of Army intern. During that internship, I got to uh, rotate throughout various different elements of the Corps and uh, really felt that the NRM program was something that I was very interested in. It took me four years to get back to there and I, I downgrade and, and grade to accept a position. And uh, since then, uh, I've worn the uniform for about 16 years and, and then been in more national programs since then. But uh, excited to be here and thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, my name is Heath Kruger. I'm the Senior Policy uh, advisor for Park Ranger Activities with the Army Corps of Engineers. I have been in my job uh, officially two weeks now. Prior to that, I, I've uh, worked in the Omaha District as uh, the Chief of Natural Resources Section, and before that I worked in the Kansas City uh, office. I've been with the Corps of Engineers for 15 years, and I started my career uh, as a park ranger, as a, a GS2 park ranger out at Harlan County Lake, and uh, for me, this is the summer job that, that has never ended. I, I've been very fortunate in my career to, to fall in love with, with a, a job that uh, I have a lot of passion about. And uh, the greatest thing about what I get to do in my current position is interact with, with our field users and a group that is really passionate about the work and difference that they make every day. Uh, and so I, I get to work with our policy uh, advisors and committees across the enterprise as well as other agencies to help uh, progress our, our ranger force uh, out in the field. Hi, I'm Heather Burke. I'm the National Partnership and Volunteer Program Manager for the Corps of Engineers. I've been in this particular position for about 10 years, but I've been working for the Corps for 26 years. I started my career at John H. Carr Lake in the Wilmington District as a forestry trainee, and I've had the opportunity to work all around the Corps in, uh, as a park ranger in California, again, a park ranger in Idaho, an outdoor recreation planner in Florida, a couple details in Washington, D.C., a couple details in the Walla Walla District, and then on to my current position. So I've been able to move around the country see quite a bit of what the Corps has to offer. And in my current position, I'm located in Portland, Oregon, but work for headquarters and uh, really love the opportunity to work with all of our natural resource management team around the country. Yeah, I'm Pam Doty, National Water Safety Program Manager. I uh, became the National Water Safety Program Manager in 2012. 
And before that, I was part of the National Water Safety Committee back uh, in the late 2000s, or is it around 1999, I'd say. And then before that, as I started as a summer hire back in way back in 1989 at Lake Chevyville and worked there for 21 years and to the lead ranger of interpretive services and outreach programs. Uh, what I like about my job is that I, I get to deal with leadership then, but I also get to deal with the lake and river personnel, the park rangers and the employees there to help them make their job easier when it comes to promoting water safety. I have a lot of fun doing my job and enjoy it. Hi, I'm Rosanna Burek. I am the Environmental Stewardship Business Line Manager for the Natural Resource Management section. I'm going into my 12th year with the Corps, and like Heather, I started uh, at John H. Carr Reservoir in Virginia as a federal career intern park ranger. Um, it was a great program, and it really helped me see all of the various recreation aspects of the core um, that I was involved with. From there, I went to St. Louis and then to Louisville for some permanent assignments before coming to headquarters. And I've also done various details throughout the core at headquarters and Rock Island, as well as Mississippi Valley Division as the navigation program manager for a little while. So I've gotten a really great experience with the core to see exactly what we do all over the place, as well as outside of NRM. Thanks. Um, my name is Amanda Cruzy. I am currently the Headquarters Career Assignment Program DTLE. So I've been doing a six-month assignment with Headquarters. I normally sit in St. Louis. I am a natural resource specialist there. I uh, started out at Carlisle Lake, and this is actually my 12th year with the Corps. The CAP program has been awesome. Uh, I know actually quite a few of the people that you guys are talking to today were former CAPs. So it's uh, been a great experience to just try to get a little knowledge of how headquarters work so that I can bring it back to my district and, and just meet some great people and, and understand the core a little bit more from a, from a different level and a different perspective. Thank you all for those introductions, and I'm so glad that you are all here today to talk about this great program. For those of you that don't know, the Natural Resource Management Program covers a broad range of activities within the Corps of Engineers. So, Jeff, um, can you talk a little bit about what all your team does for the Corps of Engineers and the value that it provides to the nation? Happy to talk about the Natural Resources Program and the benefits to the country. Uh, we have more than 400 projects across 43 states. We provided uh, approximately $12.7 dollars spent by visitors at our recreation sites. So we feel that we're an economic driver for those small communities especially. Uh, we also are very present around uh, some of the major metropolitan areas. Uh, about 90% of our projects are uh, within 50 miles of a major metropolitan area. And, and we're commonly called kind of the, your backyard recreation because uh, we're in the, in the backyard of, of many folks. We're, not in the back country like some of the other uh, federal agencies like the Park Service and uh, the Forest Service and things. Uh, uh, we're more uh, geared towards those uh, day-use visitors that are coming out of the cities, and uh, we certainly saw that during uh, the COVID period when folks really want to get away from isolation and, and this came out and drove to our projects. Uh, we have about 260 million visitors. I think we had 257 in 2020. Uh, that's right about our average, might just down a little bit, and we're close for a significant period of time. So 
that shows you that we're really rebounded as numbers. The uh, In that year in particular, uh, we actually had more visitors than Park Service. I think they're in around the 230 uh, million visitors, and uh, we call them a little bit behind them, but we only have about 2% of the federal land that we're managing, but I, I like to refer to them as that very intense. Uh, we have one-third of the visitation that the other, um, uh, in total, with all the other federal partners, and yet it's only about 2% of the land, so that just shows you the intensity that we have to, to work with on much smaller uh, resources than some of the other partnering agencies. But we offer so much more uh, than the recreation access that we provide to the public. Um, I do want to hit on that we just completed a strategic plan, uh, presented that to uh, Major General Graham, and our focus also includes our benefits to the other mission areas. You know, we're there to not only provide recreation uh, access and, and benefits to the public, but it's very important to understand that it is, we are in statute, uh, the, the Flood Control Act of 1944, Congress directed the Corps of Engineers to keep these water resource projects open to the public. Uh, with that came the responsibility of managing the people and providing access for them. And when you have a nice you know, lake uh, with uh, fisheries or a you know, good place to boat, people are going to come and they have to be managed. And so we manage as visitors so that the mission areas, the flood control, the navigation uh, missions you know, can also be performed. Uh, so even in our new strategic plan, we hit on the fact that we serve all project purposes. We're not incidental or ancillary uh, mission within the Corps of Engineers. We're integral and essential to the function of all the mission areas, and, and they're only successful, you know, if we're successful. If we're not managing the visitors and, and people are in areas they shouldn't be, we're not managing the land uses, and they're having impacts on, on our ability to manage the pools. Um, that all comes back to the mission areas. So I, I always like to add that, you know, we're just as important and critical as the other mission areas as, as well. And the park rangers out there are out there not only managing people, but do it serving in lots of capacities when there's flood fighting or even daily activities related to flood risk management and navigation. So. Uh, I'll add that. I think we'll get into a lot of the other benefits uh, that we provide and some of the other questions with our partners and other programs. All right. Thank you, Jeff, for that overview. Definitely, natural resource management does have a great value to our nation. And as Jeff mentioned, we do have a lot of visitors at our project sites. So with that, our park rangers are probably the core staff who interact with the public the most. Keith, can you talk about the role our rangers play in ensuring visitors have a safe and enjoyable visit? Uh, yes. Our park rangers, they, they are the face for our agency. Many times the park ranger will be the first, if only, interaction uh, the public will have with a member of the Corps of Engineers. But also, in addition to being the face of the agency, uh, they're, they're the voice. Our, our park rangers serve as educators and communicators to the public that are out seeing our lands. Uh, each day they serve the role of, of teaching rules and regulations, uh, best management practices, and uh, standard operating procedures at, at our projects. And the overall goal there is, is to find the balance that conserves natural resources and provide recreation uh, opportunities that will contribute to the quality of life uh, of the users uh, that are coming out there and seeing. So the biggest piece is uh, that constant education communication with the public 
that results in a, in a safer and an enjoyable visit. Because the end goal is to provide uh, the quality recreation experience, which includes accessibility uh, and a healthy environment to a diverse population uh, that we serve. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it, it sounds like we serve a lot of people at our rec sites. And the core's uh, number one priority is safety, safety of our employees and safety of the public. And so I know that the Corps has a uh, successful water safety program. And Pam, I want you to talk a little bit about the water safety program and what you and our youngest members of the general public are aware of the, the hazards within our projects, water, et cetera. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. The National Operations Center for Water Safety, also known as the National Water Safety Program, became part of the NRM branch in headquarters in 1994. And the National Water Safety Committee that I manage was established in 1995. And the National Water Safety Program serves as a key advisor to headquarters for matters related to public recreation safety. In addition to supporting the lake and river field offices, through distributing centrally focused products, materials that they can use to promote water safety. The National Water Safety Program Division, there's a public affairs office representative, safety office, office representative, bilingual subcommittee chairperson, and the National Water Safety Program Manager, which is myself, and the National Water Safety Program graphic artist, who is Toby Isbell. Toby is also the creator of Bobber the Water Safety Dog, which most of everybody within the Corps knows or should know of. And Bobber the Water Safety Dog campaign is our national water safety campaign for kids. And it's an outstanding campaign that's been going on since, I would say, the mid, around 2000, 2006, somewhere in there. And then we also have a national water safety campaign for adults, and that's the Life Jackets Worn Nobody Mourns campaign. And that is promoted, enhanced through a partnership with the Corps of Engineers Natural Resources Education Foundation, also known as the Corps Foundation. There's a lot of information about that in our program on uh, headquarters website. If you just go to the National Water Safety Program web uh, webpage, a lot of the education materials and resources that we send out through the National Water Safety Program to the lake and field offices, there's several different products from video PSAs, posters, brochures, DVDs, frisbees, fisherman hand towels, cartoons, bags, temporary tattoos. And then we also provide a numerous types of artwork. And Toby is the one that primarily creates most of that artwork and does an outstanding job doing it. And that can be used like on social media, websites, banners, billboards, publications that we share out and can be used not only within the Corps, but other organizations, agencies can use it throughout the United States too as well to promote water safety. Thank you, Pam, and uh, I'm a huge fan of Bobber, the water safety dog, um, and my kids are too. Um, I want to shift gears, though, to another aspect of natural resource management. So, Rosanna, can you talk a little bit about how we manage forests and wildlife? 
Sure. So at the core, we manage more than 12 million acres of land and water, and that's our 2% of federal lands that we have. Our overarching document is our master plans for each of our projects. Those are very important. They help spell out our land use and what we're going to be doing and what our priorities are at each of our projects. Right now, we have a big push to make sure these are all up to date. They have been a little lacking in the past, and we are, are really getting there. So, but we manage out-grant properties, uh, shoreline docks and vegetation permits, um, we are marking our federal property line. We have over 28,000 miles of property line that, that we protect from illegal activities. And also underneath the environmental stewardship side of the house is our cultural resources. We have almost 47,000 cultural resource sites that require monitoring and protections across the country. And those are, you know, Native American sites, you know, heritage sites and things like that. You know, we're making sure people aren't looting or, you know, digging up things from those sites and taking them home with them. We also have our special status species management. We have over 300 different federal special status species that are monitored and managed, as well as um, over 400,000 acres of environmentally sensitive acres that we protect at our different projects. And thank you, Pam, uh, with all that information. Last year, in 2020, it was challenging for a lot of us. However, we can only imagine that the Corps' Natural Resource Management Program was greatly impacted by the pandemic and had to quickly pivot the way the mission was accomplished. Can you talk about some of the innovative ways you and your staff adapted in a mostly virtual environment? I do want to kind of note that we have about 5,000 different recreation sites, about 2,500 of those we directly manage and, and operate for engineer staff and contractors. And, uh, and so when COVID initially started, of course, the discussion came up on how to handle those. And uh, with so many unknowns, prudent action to make sure our workforce was safe and the public was safe um, until we knew more was to go ahead and close those down. And to try to close down over 2,000 recreation sites where campers are there uh, was certainly a challenge and uh, you know, keeping people you know, kind of out. Uh, we quickly found out a lot more difficult to manage keeping people out than it was to manage the places when, when they're open. And the uh, vandalism, overcrowding in areas that are closed, just destruction of, of federal property really became a challenge. Yeah, so we evaluated that. We evaluated where we were in COVID as things were progressing and uh, worked along with other agencies. became a thoughtful reopening of, of those sites, which took a lot of effort to consider workforce safety and the public safety at large. I want to take this opportunity just to commend our natural resources staff and just sincerely thank them for the efforts that they did during that. When all of us office folks were retreating to our homes and still in a lot of cases are, are remotely working, they were facing more people in close contact than they probably ever have in their career and challenges that they never uh, faced throughout their career and did it. Uh, professionally just got the job done. And, and so we got to reopening with a lot of uh, procedural policies, safety things, uh, working with safety offices and such. And we're able to, again, handle more visitors than other all the other agencies. Kudos to them. And uh, with that, I want to turn it over to a few of our folks that have some examples of other efforts that really showcase our talents in the NRM field. So 
once the stay at home orders were put into place, you know, we have an interpretive services and outreach program that our rangers do for us, basically, where they go out and talk to the public about the missions of the Corps, whether it be water safety or environmental stewardship. Um, we cover all sorts of different um, topics that the, that the Corps has, has missions with. Once those programs stopped and everybody went virtual, it made our jobs a little bit more difficult. We're used to talking to people, seeing people in person, going to classrooms, and that had suddenly stopped. Um, and a lot of our ISOP rangers, I think, were, were really hurting, and we wanted to do that. We're passionate about that kind of stuff. So we had a ranger actually in the St. Louis district, Tim Bischoff, who came up with what he called a crazy idea to do uh, USAFE Educates, and so to use social media to get our missions and our messages out there still. So we brought together a team of interpreters um, across the core. We came together and went ahead and started thinking of different topics. We put together different posts. We worked together and ultimately came up with weekly posts that we could share. They um, included partnerships. Um, they included uh, images, graphics, fun things that people could do at home. We were all stuck at home with nothing to do. So different things that people could do in their backyards. So keeping them safe while they were at home and also educating them about the core and about the core's missions. So it was a, a great opportunity. It brought the interpreters together nationwide and we really saw a great, um, a great use of that tool. And we're still seeing it today. We still have rangers that use the hashtag #YouSafeEducate hashtag and uh, they're still out there uh, utilizing Facebook, Instagram and all those things. Yeah, Amanda, that was a great Great summary of, of the Youth Safe Educate. Um, it was really a team effort pulled through. We had rangers from across the country that really helped out with gathering all of the content and making a new content for us. Um, another part that we actually did was training, and that was virtual training for our interpreters on how to do programs virtually for our public that couldn't come and visit. And so we did a big push on um, what platforms you can use, what, how to use Facebook and Facebook Live and things like that, and, and as well as some basics of this is what, you know, your program should consist of. And so since we couldn't have our normal training opportunities, we thought that was something we could do and, and really hit on for, for the Rangers. Did an outstanding job. Um, I know that I saw all of your hard work during the pandemic and I thought it was just awesome, innovative work. So kudos to all of you for adjusting on the fly and being flexible with the ever-changing um, environment that we lived in over the last year and a half. So every aspect uh, that we do within the Corps of Engineers, we can't do it alone. Uh, we usually partner with somebody and natural resource management is no different, right? I know that we work with external partners as well as volunteers to accomplish the mission. So Heather, can you talk a little bit about our volunteers and our external partners that help make what we do successful? Sure, I have some general overarching statements about the partnership and volunteer program, but going back to your previous question, I just wanted to bring up one thing that happened during COVID. There are a lot of negative things that happened because of COVID, but I think one of the positive outcomes was that we had enhanced collaboration with our federal agencies and state agencies, as well as nonprofit and private sector partners. One example of that is a coalition that started at a grassroots level called Recreate Responsibly. And it started out with just about a dozen or so organizations in March of last year who got together and said, 
we have a need to put out messaging to the public who are wanting to get outside and many of them have never been outside and they don't have environmental ethics uh, or know how to recreate responsibly. So this coalition started out small and over the course of a year it has expanded to over 1,500 organizations all working together to come up with principles to help people recreate responsibly. And there's been messaging, uh, seasonal messaging. So we had winter recreate responsibly messaging. We've got fire season messaging right now for wildfires, which is really important in a lot of the U.S. where we have drought and increased participation. So that was one of the, the great things, the positive things that came out of the pandemic was that increased collaboration with partner organizations. In general, yes, the core works closely with partners and volunteers. And the key point that I think needs to be made is that with our limited and declining budgets, partnerships and volunteers are essential to effectively manage our recreation and environmental resources, to provide safe and healthy visitor experiences, and to meet the needs of the public. As public stewards, it's vital that we engage local stakeholders and surrounding communities to foster a shared vision, values, support, and sense of ownership. Partnering helps us pool scarce resources and it promotes collaborative efforts like the one I just talked about to leverage limited appropriated funds and human resources uh, to meet challenges and improve opportunities. So to provide some numbers, in FY20, uh, the Corps of Engineers NRM community worked with more than 2,500 partner organizations, and those partners invested over $88 million in services, contributions. And when you think about our annual recreation and environmental stewardship budget, which averages around $400 million total, $88 million added to that is significant. So without partnerships, we'd see a decrease in services and amenities and a degradation of our natural resources. Part of those, uh, those partnerships, we also have volunteers, some that come to us as part of a partner organization, but some that come to us just as individuals. Last year, we had more than 20,000 volunteers, and they contributed more than 1 million hours of service that valued at 21.9 million. And that was during COVID. So we did see a downturn in our number of volunteers because we had a period of time where our parks weren't open and we weren't allowing volunteers to come out, but we still had a really good showing even with a limited time frame to work within. Just to give some examples, partners and volunteers provide money, materials, supplies, services, and they complete a wide variety of natural resource management projects, anything from clearing or creating trails, removing invasive species and restoring wildlife habitat, conducting water safety and educational programs, operating visitor centers, campgrounds, upgrading existing or constructing new recreation facilities. The list is long and varied. Uh, it's really kind of the sky's the limit. We look for uh, organizations within our communities that have a vested interest in the Corps of Engineers Lake on the economy, and we try to reach out to those organizations to work together and find those stakeholders who come and enjoy our lakes to help volunteer to maintain and, and keep those services and those facilities in good shape. Our partnerships are a key feature in our 2021 NRM strategic plan. Uh, they're related in our goals of communication, resourcing, and program delivery. 
And that is encouraging engagement with stakeholders, elected officials, partners, and local communities, exploring opportunities to broaden partnering out authorities and fostering collaboration. That's our partnership and volunteer program in a nutshell. It sounds like the, the natural resource management mission is so broad and so diverse. So even though we're nearing our end of our time together today, um, I do have to ask, where is the future of NRM with the Corps? I'll go ahead and adjust that. I'll start off by saying that uh, visitors are not going to stop coming to, to our projects and uh, the potential there for, for impact uh, to our other mission areas, uh, the desire for us to be able to provide them, you know, a enjoyable visit, you know, it's going to continue well into the, into the future. So we have to prepare ourselves. And so uh, one of the things, best moments in my career uh, was just yesterday uh, related to this, and that was presenting uh, the Natural Resource Management Strategic Plan to Major General Graham, a strong supporter of the NRM program, and talk about a 10-year kind of look at where we're taking the program and, and what some of the focus areas would be. And, and it was very rewarding because it took the efforts of of all the NRM staff at headquarters, but also the uh, folks in the field to contribute to that and, and then help us uh, look at what the future might look at and what the, the different needs of for the program are. And uh, I have to say we have uh, a lot of needs, but we have more needs than, uh, you know, there's some different initiatives within the new administration that uh, we're looking forward to working with. Uh, we're doing a lot on the sustainability side. Uh, recreation plays a, whole, a huge role in uh, managing some of our energy and water resources on our projects, so we have some opportunities there. But I think there's a bright future for, for the NRM program. Uh, um, but with a lot of challenges and a lot of work, this team has done a great job, um, as well as all the NRM employees in the field. So I'm excited to, to lead the field, but at times it, it's challenging to, to meet all those needs. But with partner help and, and leadership support, we'll, we'll get there. Thank you, Jeff, Heath, Heather, Pam, Rosanna, and Amanda for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you and people you are interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.